I think Kentucky basketball's Justin Edwards is a phenomenal player and will end up being an NBA lottery selection this season. But could we see the Wildcats start a do Thierro over him? You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing a conversation that I was having the other day with a Kentucky fan that I decided to write about at wildcatstoday.com, and now I am bringing to you, could Kentucky basketball start a Duthiero over Justin Edwards? I'm going to talk about the possibility here and why it could happen. I think there are a lot of reasons why we could believe that we see uh, a Duthiero uh, get the nod at small forward for the Wildcats. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the show. If you're listening on podcast, would appreciate it if you followed along there as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. So let's go ahead and get into it here. Making the case for a Duthiero to start for the for the Kentucky Wildcats this upcoming season. As I normally do, I, I want to state here, I think that there are several reasons why this could happen, but I also don't think that it's going to happen. But I think it's really reasonable for us to entertain the opportunity for a Duthiero to get the nod at the three. We've spent a lot of time here on the show discussing lineup rotation, lineup and rotation, starters, bench players, how we think this thing is going to play out here for Kentucky. And a lot of it does have to do with, you know, which Wildcats are healthy here at the beginning of the season. But this, I think, is something that is not discussed enough. Because if you back things up to the Global Jam and you take a second look at it, I, I think that we really could see Thierro end up being a legitimate player for the Wildcats this upcoming season. And, and I, I mean, in terms of opportunities and minutes. So I think that Justin Edwards is probably going to be your starter at the three, but I would not be shocked if a Duthiero end, ended up earning that spot. And here are the reasons why. Again, I wrote about this over at Wildcats today. So if you want to go check that out, wildcatstoday.com. Experience, I think is one of the reasons why you could see a Duthiero start over Justin Edwards. Now, obviously, there's not a dramatic difference between a sophomore and a freshman. Obviously, a Duthiero already has a year in the system. He's been underneath Cal for a season. He's got that SEC experience. And I think that that starts to play a role here as you start to get closer and closer to the season. Now, why am I, lead am I leading with this? Well, again, I want to trace things back to the Global Jam where I think we saw a lot of interesting things about the Wildcats, about individual players, things I really liked, some things I didn't like. When it came to the team and their team defense and their team offense, I think there were some interesting things to take away from that event. And I think one of the things that kind of flew under the radar 
was the way that Kentucky utilized Aduthiero and Justin Edwards. I think that, that there's something to be said about getting Justin Edwards comfortable and getting him in a position where he can feel, I think, natural in this offense because he's got a very, very talented skill set. I'm just really curious as to, as to how he develops against legitimate college competition because we saw it take a couple of games for Justin Edwards to really get things going on the offensive end of the floor. I'm very curious to see if Aduthiero, maybe at the beginning of this year, steps in and kind of takes that starting role, maybe doesn't necessarily play more minutes at the position, but is the one that leads the charge there. And it's because of the fact that he has that experience and he knows what his role is on this team. Justin Edwards is a phenomenal talent, but I think Cal could lean towards giving Thierry the nod because of his growth as a college player. If you go and look at that Global Jam, and we're going to talk about this later on, you saw a Duthiero earn, I think it was just three more minutes on average per game than, than Justin Edwards did. And I think part of that was because you got to see Adu work a little bit at power forward, and we're going to get that get to that later on as to why I think that that's one of the reasons why uh, the Wildcats could start him. So you got to see Thiero really get his minutes in. I, I think that that's one of the biggest things for me here. In the Global Jam, we got to see Kentucky kind of lean on Thiero for minutes, and that could end up being a, a, a thing here for the Wildcats and how they want to treat uh, the starting lineup with Thiero possibly getting the nod. So that's the first thing here. I've got two more for you guys. Before we get to those two, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. You can snap into the action this season with FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is incredibly easy to use, and there's a really wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more on top of that. So you need to visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On, Kentucky Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I apologize uh, to get this. uh, I'm getting this episode to you guys really late uh, here on Tuesday. Getting back from going to a Braves game. Actually, believe it or not, fun time there in the ATL. Giving out Ronald Acuna bobbleheads. Ended up getting one of those, uh, which was really, really fun to see. So three reasons why I think Aduthiero could get the nod at small forward over Justin Edwards. Reason number two. I think it has to do with Aduthiero's development. So we talk here about experience, about how the minutes here and then the understanding of the collegiate game could give him the nod over a still learning but very talented Justin Edwards. Development is my second reason here. Talk about growth as a college player. Speaking of that growth, anyone who caught a glimpse of a Duthiero during the Global Jam this summer can attest to his physical improvements since his freshman season. He's gotten built. Like I said in the article, stronger physique, serious high growth, 
combined versatility of playing both power forward and small forward, I think gives him an edge here. He's just simply a better player than he was a season ago. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that are going to look at this conversation, are going to look at players like Aduthiero, and think about their 2022 form. You're going to think about what that player looked like a season ago. And I, I cannot stress this enough, and this goes for, I think, Kentucky basketball's entire roster this upcoming season. There are a lot of players up and down this roster that are going to look significantly and play significantly different than they did a season ago. Yugana Nienzo, I think, is one of them that you can certainly look to as somebody that has developed and changed. When you look at this backcourt, completely different players. You look at this wing spot, completely different players outside of a Duthiero. You've got up and down this roster players that have changed physically, mentally. They've learned more about the game. And I think on top of this, you have to account for John Calipari and this offense maybe switching things up a little bit to kind of tailor itself to the skill set of this team. So I think that the development here for a Duthiero, not only physically but also mentally, cannot be understated. I think the development and experience go hand in hand here. Not only have you mentally gotten stronger, but you've also physically gotten stronger. And what did that lead to here during the Global Jam? He was an aggressive rebounder. He was a very physical defender. You got to see a Duthiero last year kind of play that tweener guard, small forward spot. And now you're thinking here, okay, you play him at the three or the four because of how much he's changed. Very impressed. Very impressed with the way that Duthiero has developed this offseason. And I, I'm not sitting here saying that his offensive game is the most elite thing about... Like, I'm not saying that it's become like an elite thing. Because you... I mean, you look at the way the, the, the Global Jam played out. Edwards, 14 points per game. Thierro, 7.5 points per game. But that's not his... That's not what he has to be. I think that you really have to lean here on my final point as to why a do Thierro could start. Which is his defense. And I want to give a nod here to Edwards' defense. I, mean, I, think he, I think he averaged, what, one and a half steals per game during the Global Jam? He was good. He was very good. But I think Thierro's defense, combined with his new development, how, how much more physical he's gotten, and the experience, I think it could prove to be one of his calling cards, his defense here. He doesn't have to be an asset offensively. He can be really good defensively, and then whenever Kentucky wants to rotate their other lineup in, I think Edwards can be a great player off the bench for Kentucky. And who knows? Let's say in this hypothetical world, Aduthiero is the one that starts. I think in that, that hypothetical world then, I think you're still seeing Justin Edwards get more minutes. I'm not sitting here saying that Justin Edwards is bad, nor am I saying that he's not deserving of starting. I want to be very clear here. I think Justin Edwards will end up starting. But there are several reasons why we, as a fan base, should be excited about a Duthiero. And if the Kansas game comes, and you want a little bit more experience and a little bit more physicality, some hard-nosed basketball out there to begin the game, maybe Kentucky goes with Thiero. I would not be shocked 
if it happened. So defense, I think, is your final reason. Development and experience, the other two reasons why I think Kentucky basketball could start a Duthiero this upcoming season. If you have any questions, any comments about a Duthiero, maybe starting at the three. Who knows? He could start at the four for all we know. I don't think that's going to happen. Actually, I definitely think that's not going to happen, but it could it could happen. Let's put some respect on Duthiero's name. If you have any thoughts, you can leave that in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK. All right, there's one more thing I want to get to here today. Kentucky basketball inside the CBS Sports preseason top 25. They're in there. And I think where they fall is an interesting spot here. Uh, It's been a sticking point on the podcast for the past couple of weeks or month, I should say, rather. When these preseason polls have been dropping, I think Kentucky's behind a couple of teams they don't need to be behind. So before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is here to help you out with the stress of buying tickets. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, and Game Time is here to help. They're the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee means you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all of the fun that you'll have. You can forget planning months in advance for these different events. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can also get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, like I said, concerts, comedy theater, and so much more. And the Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets Lowest price guaranteed. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Once again, I really appreciate appreciate you guys tuning in wherever you are at. So just a couple of weeks ago, we did the ESPN preseason top 25. And they had the Kentucky Wildcats ranked number 17, if I'm not mistaken, in that top 25. CBS has now updated their top 25 and one, their preseason top 25, and then one, which is essentially the 26th team. Why they do that, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's very interesting to see, you know, what's lo- what's lurking right outside the top 25. If they were going to do this, I would like to see like a top 30. But then at that point, you start to devalue the purpose of a top 20 or, or a ranking system. But anyway, point being, Kentucky's ranked number 16 in the CBS Sports preseason top 25 and one. One, and before we dive into like, like what's what's around them, which is, again, my sticking point here, let's just read what CBS has to say. This ranking is based on the Wildcats enrolling the nation's top-ranked recruiting class featuring four five-star high school prospects, among them Justin Edwards, DJ Wagner, and Aaron Bradshaw, plus West Virginia transfer grad transfer Trey Mitchell. Those newcomers will come with a pair uh, in Antonio Reeves' 
Wait, those newcomers will pair with Antonio Reese. Sorry, misread that. And give John Calipari a decent chance to make the Final Four for his first time since 2015. So they've essentially, I mean, the last time we talked about CBS Sports in their top 25 and one, I mean, this is where they were at. And I want to reiterate, like, the, the, the two teams above them, I'm not sure if I'm thrilled with the with the projection here for the rest of the SEC directly on top of them. Texas A&M is at 15th. Tennessee is at 14th. I do not think that Tennessee, as of right now, is a top 15 team. Chris Ledlam, they still have in their notes here. If I'm not mistaken, he didn't end up coming to Tennessee. Am I wrong on that? I'm pretty sure he ended up decommitting or he had some sort of issue that ended up preventing him from going to Tennessee. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, he is on St. John's roster. He was going to Tennessee, and then he decided to bounce or had some issue and is now at at, uh, St. John's. And I'm looking at St. John's website right now. Yeah, August 2nd, 2023. Chris Ledlam. So, uh, CBS, you uh, have this preseason top 25 and, and one, and you still have not updated this. Not a lot of effort here going into this from Gary Parrish. I'm a little disappointed, especially for an outlet that I respect. So, Texas A&M and Tennessee, I don't think should be above them. And obviously, now we know that these guys don't update this closely. Because I think Tennessee's got a really good player that's going to push them above the Wildcats, I think, partially in this in this ranking system. So that's interesting. Arkansas at 11, I also don't agree with. I just I, I think that Arkansas is a good postseason team. I don't know how they're going to fare in the SEC this season. I think that there are a few teams, Kentucky being one of them, that I think should be better. I think they should be above them to start the year. I think Kentucky has better pieces on paper. I, I think that they're a better team. USC also now here at number 12 because of Bronny James, Isaiah Collier. I mean, I'm excited about this recruiting class. And then also you got Boogie Ellis, Kobe Johnson. I mean, this was a decent NCAA tournament team last year. And man, they're good with these high school prospects. They're going to be a fun team. I just don't know if they're top 15 worthy before the beginning of the year or especially at not number 12, not at number 12. And then I think up here, uh, the other thing that we've talked about recently is FAU. If you go and look at FAU's schedule, I mean, if you want to pull up Ken Palm, you can absolutely do this. Ken Palm makes an interesting note here. Uh, you can see the entire schedule, and you kind of kind of see the results and like how things panned out and like whether or not it was a good win or not. There's a lot of different number, numbers and stuff. But I think the, the big thing we have to point out here, there are so many games that FAU just kind of scraped by in. There are so many seven, six, five, four-point victories on this, uh, on this uh, list here for a team that went 32-4, and four, made it there all the way to the Final Four last year. I know they bring back a lot of pieces. I'm not questioning whether or not they're a good team. Are they the fourth best team in the country? I strongly, strongly doubt it. There seemed to be a little bit of luck and in, in, in how they got to that 35-4. and four. And I'm just not sold that this is a top-five team. I'm also not sold that Purdue's a top-five team. Really big on the Big East here. 
this upcoming season. Texas, or excuse me, Kentucky needs to be above Texas A&M and Tennessee, I think. Not saying that A&M and Tennessee are bad teams. I think that I just have a lot of faith in this Wildcats roster. Some teams underneath Kentucky that I think are really are, are in really interesting spots. Mississippi State at number 25. Really interesting stuff here from Gary Parrish. So you don't update your stuff on Tennessee, but you do update your stuff towards the bottom of the top 25. Interesting. Also, he's got St. John's at 26 and no mention of Chris Ledlam. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Gonzaga at 19, by the way. Gonzaga at 19. That's low for them. I'm not saying like that, like it's objectively like it's a bad ranking. I'm just saying that's really low for the Bulldogs to start out there. Arizona right underneath Kentucky as well. So the Wildcats in a good spot, I think. Could they be a little higher? Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not thrilled with the teams that are right above them. So if you've got any thoughts on the top 25, where Kentucky should be, where they are in the SEC race heading into this season. I, I Maybe I'm just more and more excited about Kentucky's roster on paper than some other people. And who knows? It could uh, come crumbling down this year. I don't know. It could also be a situation where Kentucky wins 35 games. And 35, they go 35 and 4. I don't know. We don't know. I'm just excited. So if you have any questions, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. All right. I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. If you have any questions, thoughts, leave those in the comments below or hit me on the socials. Going to be a fun rest of the week. Going to have Andrew Stefaniak on on Friday to talk Kentucky versus Vanderbilt this upcoming season, or this upcoming weekend, I should say. A lot of more basketball content coming your way. So hope you guys have a great rest of your day here. And of course, God bless. God bless.